Okay, be honest. Have you been in a bit of a funk the last couple of months, maybe since like March 2020? Well, in today's episode, I want to share with you the three questions I asked myself to change my thinking, improve my mindset, and led me to hitting those coveted 10K months with photography. Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn, and on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Hello and welcome. Thanks for letting me be a part of your week. So we just wrapped up our Make More Money as a Photographer series, and I would love to hear which episode was your favorite. There were a lot of good ones in there. You guys were super active on Instagram, um, doing screenshots and telling me your favorites. Hit me up on Instagram at underscore the beauty and birth underscore to let me know what your favorite in the series was. We're going to dive into a new series all about mindset called How I Changed My Thinking to Hit 10K Months with Photography. And today is all about questioning what everyone thinks is normal. If you want to learn how to get done for you workflow emails for your clients, listen up. I am giving away our brand new email templates for photographers to someone who leaves the show a review by August 3rd, 2021. So the email templates will be fully written and customizable for you to walk your client through the entire onboarding process. So from right after they book with you until their session is complete. If you need help giving your clients an amazing experience, this set of email templates is specifically for you. And this is a $97 value. So to enter to win, just leave the show an honest review by August 3rd, 2021. And if you need help leaving a review, head over to thebeautyandbirth.com slash podcast, and I will walk you through exactly how to do it. So why should we question the norm? Because the truth is popular thinking brings average results. If it's popular, it's mostly normal and normal is average. I mean, really though, most people don't want to be weird, right? People want to be normal. It's almost like calling someone normal is a compliment and calling someone weird is an insult. See, people want to blend in so that they can be accepted. But what is normal these days, at least in the United States? I can only ever speak for the United States because that's where I live and that's the only place I've ever lived. But what is normal these days in the United States? Well, normal is stuck in a nine to five that you don't like to pay for stuff that you don't need, that you bought, if you're honest with yourself, to impress other people. It's normal to send your kids to public school without questioning it. It's normal to graduate high school and get a loan and go to college, even if you have no idea what you want to major in or do with your life, which P.S. I feel like is most 18 year olds don't know what they want to do with their life, myself included. But my husband and I absolutely followed that path of like, well, you graduate high school, you go to college, even if you don't know what you want to do with your life. 
Normal is a sedentary lifestyle with office jobs and fast food 10 times a week. So let me just say that I do not think I'm better than you if we choose something different, but I do think it's important for you to know why you made that choice. How does this apply to your business? Well, let's start with this quote I actually really love from Warren Buffett. Be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. This is the epitome of being weird, right? You're doing the opposite of what everyone else is doing. Now, obviously, I'm not condoning greed, but the concept here is that when others are turning away from something, that's the time for you to take a second look at it. I believe this is a quote about investing, but it rings true for business as well. So think about this. How can you zig when others zag? How can you zig when others zag? How can you be weird in a positive way? It's not a negative term, right? Like how can you stand out and be different and be weird? Let me give you a few examples of how I've done this, like how I've gone against the grain with what was popular as far as business goes and had success with it. The first thing is in-person sales. Now I know that in-person sales these days is pretty common. It's pretty popular. And actually I would venture to say maybe becoming the norm. But when I started looking at in-person sales in 2014, um, everybody was still doing shoot and burn. Like 90% of the photographers I knew were doing um, shoot and burn, which back then it was on CDs, but they would, that's why it was called shoot and burn. Cause you didn't know sidebar burning a CD I'm aging myself. But anyway, that's what everybody was doing. And so I had heard about in-person sales and I had considered it. And that, that's what old school photographers always did, right? Like photographers in the eighties and nineties had to do in-person sales because they didn't have digital photography. They couldn't give their clients a CD of images. Um, so when I chose to do in-person sales, um, in 2015, it felt very strange. It felt very foreign. It felt like I was going against the grain, but I saw a lot of opportunity there and I am happy to say I was right. Um, my very first in-person sale was I think 22 or $2,400. And I had previously been a $250 shoot and burn photographer. So, and that wasn't including the session fee with the two, the $2,400. I think it was like, with the session fee, it was like $2,500. And it was that first in-person sale that I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. Like, this is better service for the client. This is better money for me. Like all, it's a win, win, win for everybody. Um, so that's my first example of how like one way to go against the grain and one thing to consider. Niching down to birth specifically back in 2015, 16, um, was really challenging as well. Like, that is something people weren't really niching down. People weren't really specializing in one thing. It was like everybody was kind of doing everything. Everyone was a photographer. And so nobody was really niching down. And if you've listened to any episodes of this podcast, you know what a fan I am of niching down and how much it has helped my business to niche down in the beginning and then broaden and expand as people start to started to get to know who I was. Um, the third way that I have like gone against the grain um, that ended up working out well was renting out my studio to help pay for it. Most photographers, I think, when they think of like a normal situation, is like a photographer rents a studio, it's their studio, and you know, it's much more expensive that way. The rent is more expensive, furnishing is more expensive, utilities are more expensive. And so 
in 2015, when I got my first studio space, I knew I couldn't afford it on my own, but I knew I wanted it. So I went against the grain, brought in a partner that would share the rent with me. And then we started renting it out to other photographers. And we've been doing that for five or six years now. And so going against the grain and like looking at possibilities and not necessarily just following what everybody else is doing or what the norm is, is so powerful. So we're going to talk about the three questions I asked to change my thinking. If you know you're supposed to be a birth photographer, but you get tripped up with all the what ifs that come along with photographing such a big day, I want to let you know that our certification for birth photographers is currently open for enrollment. So inside the certification, you're going to learn how to set up your business to become the go-to professional birth photographer to master your birth photography camera skills, how to fearlessly conquer any lighting situation. And you know, in birth, there can be a lot of different lighting situations. Confidently know when to arrive at the birth each and every time so you don't show up too late, but also aren't there for, you know, 25 hours. Learn how to craft stunning birth images that are Pinterest worthy and how to post process those images to give your clients the best result. We're offering bonuses well over $2,000 as well, including our birth photography model call process so that you can book up to five birth photography clients in 30 days. To get access to all of this and more that is honestly too much to list out in this podcast, go to certifiedbirthphotographer.com. Become a certified birth photographer in as little as 60 days at www.certifiedbirthphotographer.com. Okay, let's get back to the episode. So the first question I asked to change my thinking was, how can I value ideas other than my own? And y'all, this is a tough one for me because I like to be right. But what's the point in being right if you've only ever heard one side of the story or one perspective? It's common, of course, to want to prove your point and be right. But where is the growth or true understanding in that mindset? And this can be challenging because your brain is stretching. Okay, it might not actually be stretching, but it feels like my brain is stretching because it's like painful to change and do something different. Because I have to be really critical with how I'm thinking in order to entertain an idea that I've never considered before. You can practice this with kind of controversial things like politics and religion and race and business and money, like all the things that people don't want to talk about. Can you talk to somebody else who has a different opinion than yours? And can you legitimately consider and value their ideas? Like if you'd been a vegetarian for 20 years and someone wanted to talk to you about the health benefits that came from eating meat, would you be willing to hear what they had to say and entertain the idea? Or would you just shut down immediately and flip that? If you've been a meat eater your whole life, would you be willing to hear about meat alternatives that have health benefits and could save the lives of animals at a minimum? You can keep your heart open to new ideas. Embrace the different ideas of the world because that is truly what makes the world a beautiful place. I talk to my kids about this 
all the time, like about how boring it would be if we were all the same because they see kids that are different or act different or do things differently than them. And I'm like, isn't that so cool that they do this this way or they look this way or they have this about them? Because what a boring place it would be if we were all exactly the same. If there was nothing different about any of us, it would be so boring. So It's such a gift also to have brains that can think critically about anything if we let them and if we grow the skill and if we ask the right questions. So take action on this. Look around at your friend groups and who you follow online and who you let speak into your life and ask yourself, are they willing to be challenged? If you spend time with people who think outside the box, you're going to be much more likely to do the same yourself. So that's the first question. How can I value ideas other than my own? That is how we grow and stretch and mature and change. So the second question I asked to change my thinking was, how can I ask better questions? I am obsessed with this, you guys. I am obsessed with this. How can I ask better questions? What does it mean to ask a good question? quality question. My mentor always said, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your questions. So when you're trying to figure something out, ask yourself, do I want to know the answer to this question? So like, for example, why isn't anyone engaging with my posts? Well, that's a bad quality question. I mean, do you really want to know the answer to that question? A better question would be, how can I get more engagement on my posts? It's a better question, but I think that we can make it great. And a great quality question would be, how can I get 5% engagement on my posts? Do you see how the last one is super specific? So we went from, why isn't anyone engaging with my posts? to how can I get more engagement on my posts, which is okay, to how can I get 5% engagement on my posts? So let's do another one because I love this. A common question I see pop up is why won't my inquiries hire me? Like why am I not booking clients? Obviously that's a terrible quality question. Um, Do you really wanna know the answer to that question? A better question would be how can I find my ideal client? But even that can be improved by getting even more specific. Instead, try, how can I find three ideal clients to book me for birth photography in the month of August? Okay, that might be a little too specific. Maybe not. Maybe it's great. But you get the idea, right? We can go from bad to better to great. So when you find yourself about to ask a question in a Facebook group or even text a friend or your spouse, just ask yourself, Is this a great quality question? Is this a question I really want to know the answer to? Because our brains can get us so much useful information when we ask it great questions. The third question I asked to change my thinking was, how can I get used to being uncomfortable? Uh, Tavia, why would I want to be uncomfortable? Well, just like you're sore, after a hard workout, when you're uncomfortable in your business, it means that your like business muscles are growing, but it doesn't always feel great in the moment, right? I know I'm uncomfortable when fear and worry pop up in my brain. When I find myself feeling uncomfortable, I know there's a lesson to learn and growth just on the horizon. And that's the goal, right? At least it is for me to continue to grow and grow 
and grow, which unfortunately, but also fortunately means I'm going to have to get used to this feeling of being uncomfortable. So how can you and I get used to feeling uncomfortable? Well, I mean, the simple answer is by trying new things and failing at new things. So Sarah Blakely, who's the founder of Spanx, said once in an interview, and I'll never forget this, that her dad would ask her to share her failures at the dinner table. And instead of being disappointed, he would applaud and celebrate the fact that she tried to do something new and that she got uncomfortable. So cool, right? I've actually started doing that with my kids too. Like, what did you try and maybe fail at today? Did you do anything new today? Did you succeed or did you fail? And whenever they tell me they didn't get it or they almost got it or they tried to get it, man, I just like celebrate them because I want them to know that like really that's the key to growth in any part of your life is trying new things and failing and then trying again. It's time to get okay with being the dumbest person in the room. I actually seek out opportunities to be the dumbest person in the room. I am very uncomfortable back at CrossFit, y'all. I'm an introvert. Um, I think I said introvert. Introvert. I am an introvert. Uh, I only know the friend that invited me. So I know like no one there. And I am most definitely one of the last people to finish the workouts, which you Enneagram threes out there, you achievers know how much we like to win. So it's very uncomfortable. But I realized that in order to grow, I have to be okay with being uncomfortable. In fact, um, the first couple of days I shared this on the podcast, the first couple of days that I went, I felt terrible. Like when I got home, I had a migraine. I threw up one day. Sorry, TMI. Uh, like I felt terrible. But now that I have been allowing myself to feel uncomfortable, I am starting to feel less uncomfortable. I'm starting to feel more comfortable. I'm starting to get to know some people. I'm not feeling quite as terrible for the rest of the day when I get home from CrossFit. Like, I just, I realized that in order to grow, I have to be okay with being uncomfortable and not only okay with it, but actually invite that uncomfortable feeling. Okay. Whew. I actually, <laughs> I needed to review some of this myself. Like these are really good reminders for me too. So remember the things that you're after, whether it's those 10K months or a booked calendar or charging full price or 10,000 followers on Instagram. Start with your outlook, your mindset, and your questions. If you change the way you think and change the words you say and the questions you ask, you'll change your life and your business. Don't forget about our contest to win the email workflow templates by leaving a review for this podcast. And if you need help doing that, go to thebeautyandbirth.com slash podcast for instructions. And if you're enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe. So each week's episode will download automatically. And my friend, if you have a passion, it's not an accident. Not everyone loves photography or whatever it is that you're passionate about. So whatever that passion inside of you is, it is there for a reason. And I hope that you get out there and make it happen. Have a great week. 